Hey Central, hope you're doing well. Hope you're hanging in there. Another weekly update here. And it uh, seems like there's gonna be a few more of these than I first anticipated, but as long as we can't meet together face to face, one of the things we're gonna continue to do is this weekly update via the podcast. Just keep you informed. Also just bring you a, a weekly encouragement as well in the middle of the week. Uh, to to ground us somewhat you know uh really cool seeing the amount of response to our online service that we're producing every sunday uh, the engagement is incredible it's awesome so glad you continue to connect with us uh, making making do and uh it's beautiful to be a family and to have you uh, joining in and participating we're making plans for good friday service and easter sunday service uh, over the medium of video. So it's very unique. It's going to be a different one, but we're going to try and make the most of it and uh, still celebrate well. Don't know if you know this, but we built a Spotify playlist. We can't get together and sing, but we built a Spotify playlist that has a number of the songs we sing at Central regularly, and then just really timely songs for the season also. Invite you to check that out. Um, we're also building weekly family worship field guides and field guides for the kids for Bible reading and devotional life all week long, just helping families get in the Bible together. We're also working on a kids online service, uh, that'll be coming, uh, in, in the coming weeks here as well. Life groups meeting together. Uh, virtually, staying connected, sometimes by phone call, sometimes text, sometimes a lot of our groups are using Zoom and mediums like that. In fact, uh, the week of this recording, I have uh, a call planned with our life group leaders and youth leaders over Zoom to uh, just check in, see how uh, everyone's doing, uh, pray together for our church, for our groups, also going to uh, spend some time just talking about tips and tricks uh, to to leverage uh, virtual gatherings uh, to the best of our ability. So we're going to chat about those as well. Really grateful for our leaders uh, working hard to to keep their community groups connected. We've also launched something called Help in Time of Need. This is really important, something we were building for a little while, but we've released it this last week. You can go to central365.org slash help. If you are in need of any kind of help, you can tick all the boxes in the form for the help that you need. And uh, someone from our church will provide that care for you to the best of our ability. You can also go to that page if you want to help. We, so far, we've had over 60 individuals in our church say, yeah, I'll help in this way or that way. And there's a form there and you can tick the boxes of all the ways you are willing to help. This uh, help in time of need page exists for those in our church who need the help, but also for the students of, uh, of the schools that we're connected to. Every campus of ours is connected to a local school through doing food programs and other things, and those families still need help. And so we are working with the schools at this point to uh, connect to uh, helping and feeding uh, those families, but we want this to go even broader. We want this to go to our cities, everywhere we have a campus, Chilliwack, up in Promontory, uh, across the river in Agassiz, Lake Iraq, and Harrison. We want these communities reached where there's a need. We want 
to meet it. And so go onto our social media feeds. We've posted about the help in time of need uh, page and we invite you to share it. We invite you to um, uh, pass the form along to people you know who may need, need help. We, we actually want it to get out there. Wouldn't it be amazing that once this pandemic has has passed and we, 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 we stop social isolating at that point, that, that the name on everyone's tongue would be Jesus. And there would be actually deep gratitude for the church and their response during this season. We want people to come to know Jesus over this. And that's exactly what happened. This is this has happened throughout church history. Eusebius, the bishop and historian in the fourth century, uh, wrote about that fourth century plague that he uh, experienced. And he wrote this, all day long, some of the Christians tended to the dying and to their burial, countless numbers with no one to care for them. Others, other Christians, gathered together from all parts of the city, a multitude of those withered from famine and distributed bread to them all. And then Eusebius goes on to state that because of their compassion in the midst of the plague, the Christians' deeds were on everyone's lips and they glorified the God of the Christians. That's my prayer during this. Lord, would you do that again? Would you use this moment? Just invite you to participate in the help side of things and to have that posture during this pandemic of loving God and loving neighbor, putting it into practice, perhaps in a deeper, uh, more costly way than you ever have before. I've been reflecting on Isaiah 43, where God, through the prophet Isaiah, says this, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God. There are many references in the Bible of when God parted the sea so that his people could walk through safely. It is forever an image of his presence and his power. And it actually continues to be a promise of God to his people. That's why Isaiah writes it. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. What a promise. And it's not an empty promise. He's done it before and he'll do it again. The cross, the cross of Christ is, is evidence itself of God's loving care, his presence, and his redemption. And when I think of walking through fire, as it says in the text, I think of Daniel's friends in the fiery furnace. And again, the promise that we shall not be burned and the fire won't consume us isn't an empty promise. God's done it before and he'll do it again. So what are the deep waters? What are the fiery flames right now? Well, I think it's the pandemic itself. And it's also all the byproducts of it, the uncertainty regarding work and, and finances. It, it's, it's concerns for, for loved ones who are vulnerable right now. It's, 
it's a lack of sense of control in our lives that we feel right now. We don't know when this will end and we are relatively helpless in it. We can do our part, but nothing more. My youngest son during our, our family worship time on Sunday expressed uh, confusion and disappointment over why God was allowing COVID and why he apparently wasn't doing anything about it. I wonder, are any of you feeling that way? Where are you, God? Why aren't you doing something? Now, I want you to notice uh, that the promise isn't that there won't be deep waters or flames, but that ultimately they can't harm us. And so therefore we are to believe the imperative given to us 365 times in the Bible, one for each day of the year. And it's the way that this text, Isaiah 43 begins. We're given the imperative, fear not. Why? Like how are we able to not fear? Well, that's what the text goes on to tell us. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Central, I just invite you to lean into that promise, lean into that truth, to believe it for yourself, to believe God, that he is with you, that he will bring you through the deep waters, the fiery flame. I, I just invite you to press in, to believe God, um, to love God and love neighbor in this moment and display it to people around you that when all of this is said and done, that the name that would be on everyone's lips would be Jesus. May it be so. Be well, Central. <laughs>